Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Kevin Warren was recently asked about Matt Eberflus's future with the team, and his answer was extremely non-committal. We're going to talk about that. Plus, as it's Sunday and the game is later on today, we're going to dive into the mailbag to have an exclusive mailbag episode. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be at. Make sure you guys go check us out on TikTok as well. TikTok been popping off. But with that said, let's get into the content, man. And so, uh, Kevin Warren was recently asked about Matt Eberflus and his, his future with Matt Eberflus to the team. This is when he spoke to the media, and he said this. As we've, as we've said all along, we just continually will stay focused on finishing the season strong, take a big picture, methodical, uh, methodical look at everything. I'm looking forward to, uh, to heading to Green Bay tomorrow. Hopefully the team can keep playing well, Kevin Warren said. Now, that is the most non-committal answer that you can get. And while we've gotten a lot of reports lately that Matt Eberflus may be safe, that the Bears have already made that decision, that answer kind of leaves the door open a little bit to Matt Eberflus potentially being fired as the head coach at the end of the season. Now, the one thing is, right, I've said it before, even though I have my own issues with Matt Eberflus as the head coach, the improvement that this team has made from last year to to this year, especially the defense with his defensive play calling, it could leave the door open to Matt Eberflus potentially returning on as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Is it something that I would want? No, I think ultimately it comes down to this for me, right? And that Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles could have their own complete different look at it, and that's perfectly fine. But the way that I look at it is simply this. When you evaluate what you need to do with your offense, because I think either way we have seen 100% for certainty that we need to move on from Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator. If you can find another really solid offensive coordinator to come in here and you think it's going to up that ceiling of that offense under Matt Eberflus and his tutelage on the defense, fine. But if you go and evaluate and you see that some of the best offensive minds out there will only come if they get in a head coaching position, that may make it a little bit more interesting. They got to kind of do and get their guesswork and future projecting on if that's going to be the case. And so I think that that's, that's part of it as well. But I also think they probably do want to look and see what this team looks like against the Green Bay Packers. Make that full decision after that. There's no reason. They, like, it's one game left. You don't have to rush to make a decision. I do expect, though, that shortly after the end of the official NFL season, which I mean after the Super Bowl, we will get an answer, if not before then, on what's going to happen with the coaching staff here for the Chicago Bears. But Kevin Warren already talking about he's going to step down and help make some decisions at the basketball end of things. It really makes sense. And so it comes down to, like, I get it, and I know us as Bears fans, we like to look at it and say, if we can beat, if we can beat the Packers and we do it, at, uh, you, we're, we're going to get it done. And I don't necessarily see that being the case, right? I don't see that they're just looking at just this Green Bay Packers game to make the decision on the future of the team when they have so much data outside of just this. Now, I will say this personally, if Matt Eberflus can beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, uh, there's something to be said about bringing them back a little bit, right? But I think ultimately 
you may want to, and this is why a couple of episodes ago I did go over some of the best candidates to replace um, you know, Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator. Some of those guys could be your future head coach if you do decide to go ahead and ride out the last two years or just give Matt Eberfuss another year to really see. If I had to put up a percentage on it, and again, keep in mind, me personally, I would never be mad if they fired Matt Eberfuss and replaced him this offseason. I wouldn't be mad if as soon as this game ends, an hour later we get a decision. I wouldn't be mad at that. But I think that in fairness, if I had to put a percentage on guessing if Matt Eberflus is going to come back as the head coach, honestly, and I know not a lot of Bears fans aren't going to like me saying this, man, and I don't like saying it because this is not what I want to say, but I think it's about a 60-40 percentage based off some of the things that I'm hearing now. That could change drastically, and those are just rumors, right? So you, you got to look at it. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll see what ends up happening when it comes down to it. And I think that, you know, the, the, they have an inkling on where they're going to go with it. But the decision ultimately is not going to be made until afterwards, and we'll see what ends up happening, man. I appreciate you guys. Now, with that said, I want to talk about a little bit about this, this Green Bay Packers game going down today, this afternoon, about 3.30 Chicago time. Um, and the, the kind of the things that we want to look for in this game, and we'll still be doing our, our pregame episodes, so be, be tuned in for the live pregame show because we'll be breaking everything down there. But I think the Bears on the offensive side of the ball, we have to own the line of scrimmage today against the Green Bay Packers, meaning we have to be able to move the ball when we need to move the ball. That's running-wise, that's protecting Justin Fields, opening lanes for our running backs, all those type of things. The the the, the battle at the, of the line of scrimmage for the Chicago Bears is going to be one of the most important battles. And considering how our offensive line has been up and down in their play, this is going to be a big game, I think, as well, for evaluation on some of those pieces going into the future as well. We already know we need a center. We need some tackle depth. We even need a, probably another guard, especially with you know some of our guards always being hurt like that. But ultimately, you really want to see how this game, how the, this team steps up against a rival in the Green Bay Packers. I guess if you could call some people doubt calling it a rivalry, and I can understand that to a degree as well because they've been kicking our ass for the better part of about 18 years. But let's hope that we can get it on the other side of that, man. And the Bears owning that line of scrimmage. And, the, and again, the battle, whether it's it's not them one-on-one per se, but Justin Fields versus Jordan Love is what everybody's going to look. Jordan Love's put together a solid team, got his his team in in a playoff contention. You can't, you can't ignore that. I don't like the Packers. I don't care about Jordan Love. But even as a football fan, I have to recognize he's put together a damn good season. Probably going to pass 4,000 yards if he has a solid game today against the Bears. But we have to get to the quarterback. We have to disrupt what Jordan Love is trying to do. And if we can do that and get in his head a little bit early, we got to put him on his ass early. And if we can do that, that's where it starts disrupting some things. You can't overlook the running game at all. That front seven has to be keyed in today. And that secondary that we have that's been forcing turnovers and the defense overall that's been forcing turnovers, if we can get a defense that forces turnovers today, that's going to be an important game. This is a game that all Bears fans are excited about. Packers fans are probably overlooking us. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they are. And rightfully so, they have a reason to say that. But if we can play spoiler today and end the Green Bay Packers season while ending our season on a win, revenging the loss we had in week one, the storyline's right itself. And again, that's me being a petty Bears fan. But with that said, it's Sunday. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag a little bit today. Uh, this first voicemail, this one's from the 479. Hey, Hayes, I watch your show, the Chicago Bears Central show. Hey, uh, and it's a great show. You got you you do the absolute best of all the YouTubers for the for Chicago Bears. I like, gravitated to, to your show more because you have more common sense. However, I've got a question for you. It came up on NFL Live last night at the end. Uh, Swagoo brought up a good point. Um, or an interesting point uh, about the, you know whether we should keep or trade Justin Fields. What happens if Washington and Eric Bieniemy like 
Justin more than any of the quarterbacks coming out. And instead of wanting to trade our pick and go up, they just want Justin Fields. And they say they'll give us their second pick in the draft, you know, for Justin Fields. That way we, I mean, we would end up with no quarterback, but we would have the first pick, the second pick, and our own 10th pick. Um, the cast um, on the NFL Live seems to think that would be a no-brainer. You do that you know you jump at that i still think you take keep fields but that was an interesting point that nobody's really uh thinking about what happens if washington just wants fields and is saying hey we'll give you our two pick number two pick for fields um i'm not sure you i don't know if they're going to pass up on that but i just thought i'd see what your take was on that thanks all right let me first say you left this voicemail on the chicago bull central voicemail line Make make sure you, you stay in tune with that number. It's it's a different number for Bears. I almost missed it, so please start leaving it on the Bears Central line. We got you. Thank you for leaving it in. But uh, this is a great question, and one that I can say me, C-Dub, and Bobby have never talked about here. I'm sure some other Bears podcasts have talked about it, but we have ne- I've never even considered it. So if a team that's drafting in the top four wants Justin Fields more than our first overall pick, that's, that gets a pretty interesting if that's the case. Now, looking at Washington, looking at New England, um, I just don't necessarily see that happening. But if they were, let's say theoretically, we call the Washington Commanders and the Commanders say, we'll trade you the number two overall pick, but we more so than the number one pick, we want Justin Fields. That presents an interesting option for the Chicago Bears. Now, I still think this, if they are committed to Justin Fields being their quarterback, that shouldn't change, right? That shouldn't change. And in that case, if let's say you call the Patriots and the, and the Washington Commanders and by some realm of, of, of reality, they both are more interested in Justin Fields than the number one overall pick. You keep your number one overall pick or you trade it down even further, but I think you keep it. If you want Marvin Harrison Jr., you draft him or even you get more assets from teams that are even lower on the totem pole. So I, I don't think, unless the Bears are already committed to trading Justin Fields, I don't think, and I don't foresee either one of those two teams wanting Justin Fields when they have a chance at drafting their own quarterback and developing him within their system. But Hey, where do things have happened? There's a chance of that. And I guess maybe we'll see. I mean, like I said, there's an angle that I have never, ever thought about. A team being more interested in trading for Justin Fields than the number one overall pick. I just, I don't even know if there's precedence for that. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great question to ask because when you're trying to review all the different scenarios that you're missing a huge one if you don't at least talk about the possibilities of that. But I really, I just don't think, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. But Great question there from the 479. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Donovan. What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, team? It's your boy Donovan, man. Shout out to everybody, man. I hope you all had a happy new year, man. And I know this year is going to be up for not only Chicago Bears Central, but the goddamn Bears and motherfucking selves. Let's do it. Let's, let's get this shit started, man. But I just wanted to shout out Jalen Johnson, Montez Swift for their um, all-pro honors. You know, that's a, that's a good thing, especially for the Bears. We had two all-pros and two snubs. That's That's good to me honestly but um i do get what you're saying when it comes to dj Moore. i feel like he could have cleared aj brown but you know how the national media goes and then i don't know what the fuck was wrong with them when not putting tj Evans in there i don't know what the hell happened with that that boy is having all pro season fuck damn pro bowl but um as far as uh my call it's about them damn packers man them, them motherfucking them cheesers so you know just gotta play devil's advocate here man i know we riding high um with these two home wins but that's just what it is. It's been home wins. That's most of our wins lately. Uh, away, we either lost by 10 or more, or we blew the fucking game. 
So that that we have good control on the way games. We just got to finish them. But um, as far as the defense, though, we have been playing well, especially the secondary, especially at Montez Sweat. We've been playing very well. But the offenses we have been playing have been mediocre. The best ones we played is like Detroit and um and and the Browns. But other than that. Minnesota, Arizona. The Falcons have a decent offense, but um, they had Taylor Heineke, bro, and it it showed. Each quarterback was not that guy, and so we're having we're going against Jordan Love. And as much as I hate the motherfucking Packers, they do have a good offense. Jordan Love is going off, and they just got they it's random niggas having hundred yard games at this point. They just they just getting everybody into it while we got receivers they can't fucking catch. Like, and that moves me into my next point. Like, how is the defense going to play against a good offense? And as far as offensively, we are missing weapons. Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, we need motherfuckers to step up. Tyler Scott, I'm talking to you. You are, you had plenty of opportunity. I need you to put something together this Sunday. I need you to lock the fuck in and catch the ball because you had two touchdowns last week. One, you just got to put your foot in front of the other. And two, just grab the damn ball. And I know you're a rookie, but get your shit together. We need you to catch the ball. It's, it's the Packers. I ain't got no time. We need you to catch the damn ball because they're going to be on DJ ass, especially Jair Alexander with his shit-talking ass. We need you to show the fuck up and take the top the fuck off. Anyways, I already know, man. We finna spaz the fuck out, man. Either way, up or down, we bearing down, man. Shout out to everybody. Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat making the Pro Bowl great. All right, we, we already did our episode. I wanted to congratulate them. Yes, we did have snubs on this team as well. And DJ Moore, TJ Edwards. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card, Card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They are absolutely snubbed in that case. Uh, you can make an argument for Cario Santos, but they only carry one kicker. The kicker that was above him was 100% for field goal, so that plays a part into it. Now, as far as the second part, can we beat the Packers on the road? That's one of the biggest questions to ask because, listen, this is a tall test, and I understand that the Packers have, have shown signs of weaknesses, right? But this is a, a, a place that we haven't won in Lambeau Field since 2015, 14, something like that, I think. I could be wrong on the day. Somebody somebody check me. Maybe it was 2018. Um, but it's been a long time since we won on Lambeau. And there are things at stake in this game, right? The Green Bay Packers making their postseason hinges on this game. So, you know, it's 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 it, it and when you look at it, they they have three losses in their last four games to the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, I mean, and if you want to take it further than that, they have they have four losses in their last six games. So, or five losses in their last six games. This has been a team that their first half of the season has completely flipped in the second half of their season. And so, they've lost games at home. They've lost games on the road. They, lost, uh, their, they won their last game at home, but they wa- lost the last two before that. So, I mean, this is a team in the Green Bay Packers that can potentially lose. Um, but you got it. You got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I had that flip flop. So they actually, they started off the season bad. They, they won their first two games out of their, out of their first six, seven games. So wrong on that one. My fault. They actually won their last two games. They're two and two in their last four. Flip that around. Got to correct myself on that. I read the schedule backwards. Uh, so this is still a team though, that is, you can, you can win against. And they've been playing their, their better football here later in the season. And they've been putting up over, they have three games of over 30 points in a row. 
So you want to take a look at that. This is going to be a big test for the Chicago Bears, but if they can take care of business, hey, we'll see, man. I, I hope that they can take care of business on the road because, listen, we're ready to celebrate here at Chicago Bears Central. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Ant. Hey, what's up, guys? This is your boy, Ant. First time caller. Technically second. First time I left uh, voicemail, too. I don't get nobody three minute time. But anyway, I just wanted to get on here and say love you guys. Mr. Scrabble, you're doing what you're doing. One of my favorite, if not my top, you know, group of guys to listen to when it comes to Chicago Bears. So y'all keep it 100, whether it's good, bad, or other. Now, that being said, I'm going to get on my soapbox about Justin Fields. Huge Justin Fields fan. Yes, I am. But I'm a Bear fan first. So whatever Ryan Post does, I trust that guy implicitly because he's building a phenomenal roster, one of the best ones we've seen since Lovey Smith. Whatever he does, I will support it because I'm a Bear fan. But I hope he trades that number one pick. And from a coaching standpoint, yeah, I, I, I coach. From a coaching standpoint, this guy has everything that you need for a starting quarterback and to win the big game because not that many quarterbacks out there, including these ones they talking about coming out of college, has his escapability, has his runability, and has his heart and determination. That's the main things you need if you want a player from a coaching perspective. It's heart and determination, and he has every bit of that. Now, from a player perspective, because I played too, that was a question I asked the other day. Who would you want throwing you? Who would you want as a receiver passes thrown to from Caleb Williams with Justin Fields. If it's me, I'm going to say Justin Fields because I know that guy's going to give me time to get out there and get my route because Luke Getsy routes are absolutely trash and he's able to buy more time. Not saying Caleb Tate, but Caleb is a carbon copy of Justin and he ain't escaping that like Justin. From a player's perspective, heart and soul, Justin gives the heart and soul to his teammates. That's all you want from a player's perspective. Now, as a fan, straight up I test, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Caleb Williams is a bust. The guy's too selfish. He reminds me of Johnny Manziel. Too selfish. Can't handle the pressure. He definitely ain't handle the Chicago pressure. Justin Fields is an absolute pro. Handles it like a pro. And the man deserves the flowers that he should get from his organization that he poured his heart and soul into. If he goes out and does what he does against Green Bay, which pretty sure he will, ride with him. If he goes out and does what he does or don't win against Green Bay, ride with him. You need a team to support a quarterback. Not a quarterback, this is for the team. That's all I got to say, fellas. Love what y'all doing. Keep rocking. Shout out. Bear down. And, uh, Fields has everything you want from a starting quarterback. I mean, the, yes, but he still needs to progress, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, you guys know, I'm a Justin Fields guy, but I'm also a realistic Justin Fields fan. To say that he doesn't have room that he needs to absolutely grow big time in, it's, it, it would just be false for me to say. He has, a, he has the mindset. He's a football head, right? You know he's going to be, he's going to be on watching tape, reviewing tape, looking at his own game. You know those things. He still has things that he needs to absolutely work on. But I'm I I I'm like I said, I've, I'm of the mind before you keep building around Justin Fields for the next few 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 years. And if it doesn't work by the end of that fifth year, you you keep it pushing. You draft a new quarterback, right? So I think you keep building this thing up, you keep building around Justin Fields' mindset, you get a better offensive coordinator in here, and then you see what what happens at that point in time if you've now created the situation where he needs. To progress. I know quarterbacks have progressed in different situations, different environments, but you every quarterback has their own personal need in an environment of how they're going to progress. And can we what can we create that perfect environment for Justin Fields in the time that we have to make that decision? That's something. I would love to see them continue to do that and see where we're gonna where we're gonna be at. And I and I like the skill set that Justin Fields has. I like his mentality. Um he just he has some things that he definitely needs to work on. And you know, I think that, that happens. And what to, per you're saying, like from a player standpoint, I think that's why you see 
players like DJ Moore. DJ Moore's recent quote, just saying this, I said it before, I'm going to keep saying it. What makes him not the quarterback? The Houdini act shouldn't put the nail in the, he's not a running back. He is him. I want him to be the quarterback. That's strong words from Justin Fields. And listen, his teammates have been echoing that for the for for a while now. And look at D, look at the chemistry he's had with a true number one wideout in DJ Moore. That combination in which he's thrown to still hasn't thrown an interception when targeting DJ Moore has been elite, elite. That combination has been. Now you still need to build other things. He still needs to work on other parts of his game because you can't just be relying on just one. But at the end of the day, if you add Marvin Harrison Jr. to that. And another wideout that has that true number one ceiling, man, that can change. And that's not, and again, uh, you know, not just making about Marvin Harrison Jr. You add neighbors to that, another big wideout that can do some things for you. Again, you're hoping that that, that you're going to see that uh, that help Justin Field, Fields along his development and really help him turn into that QB that we want him to turn into. So, uh, I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. I, I agree with you, though, on, on, on basically everything that you said. Let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Dewan. Hey, what's going on with a hey, C-Dub, Cognac boy, this your boy Dewan from the low end of Chicago. I was calling in, you know, just to vent a little bit, you know, because I'm, I'm constantly hearing these motherfuckers talk shit about Justin Fields. You know, like, I'm a true, true Chicago Bears fan. I believe in who we draft, who we get in free agency. I just want us to stick with them and build around them. We never built around a quarterback. We never, you know, helped quarterback progress. We just get them, let them play off natural talent, and expect that to work. No, offseason plays a big part of it. But one of the uh, people I called down was talking about Stephen A. Smith comparing Taylor Williams to Justin Fields, college stats against pro stats. I feel what he's saying because everybody keeps saying, oh, Taylor Williams did. Taylor Williams did. His stats in college. He's not in the fucking pros yet. He's not in the fucking pros. So why do they compare quarterbacks that's coming out of college to quarterbacks that's in the pros already when they ain't even played a fucking snap? Because if they really want to go there, Justin Fields is better because even if he only played one fucking game, he got more yards than him because he played that, that one game over him. Until Kevin Williams get in the pros and start showing people who he is, then <clears throat> nobody should say shit because it's hit or miss with quarterbacks. Shit, it's hit or miss with any position. The only motherfuckers who come out really ball out sometimes is defensive players or a position where you know you can't you can't go wrong at. But outside of that, quarterback, when you got a when you got a player like Justin Fields, Justin Fields is like the how can I put it? The the, the modern day Willie Beeman. Like Lamar Jackson is a beast. You know what I mean? And it took him a little bit of time to develop, but Baltimore had a better a better organization. So with Justin Fields, he's almost a beast like that too. Because his legs, just as good as Lamar Jackson. His arm, accuracy and all that, I think is better than Lamar Jackson. It's just that Lamar Jackson got a better line. And low-key, his, his weapons line might be young, but Lamar Jackson got some fucking weapons. And they got a fucking run game out this world. Back up with a fucking stellar-ass defense. So, like I had said, I said our defense reminded me of our 2006 defense. They started playing up to that expectations, like we like offseason. I think we should develop a three technique. I think we got it in uh, Dexter's uh, senior. I think we need to get that DN. We need to get the boys from UCLA or get uh, Jerry Verse. But Chop Robinson is a monster, too. I, I think I will go with a Big Ten player due to the fact Big Ten players, they, they, they get them blue-collar players. 
they 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 know how to grind. Build around Justin Fields going forward. It agreed. Like, and I get it. A lot of Bears fans, and I say this all the time, the reason why Bears fans are so itchy and so saying, well, A, it's because we have the number one overall pick again. You don't, you don't get that a lot of times. We passed on it last year, and a lot of Bears fans are saying, why are we going to do this again if we're not sure Justin Fields is the guy? But a lot of it, too, is like just Bears fans wanting their own franchise quarterback that we have not had. We've seen two, maybe even three now come through Green Bay in the time that we've been looking for a franchise quarterback. You go from Favre to Rodgers to Jordan Love, who's having a really good first season starting for them. And, you know, we want that here in Chicago. And we haven't had that to the de- degree and the winning that we've had for. Now, this team wins today. We, we won eight games this season. If we build on that next season and win 10 to 12 games under Justin Fields and we go on a playoff uh, berth and maybe win a playoff game and look formidable in it, then you, that's when you start maybe seeing fans turn on it. But until Justin Fields has that winning success that, that Bears fans want and we deserve, you're always going to have your naysayers around Justin Fields, and the history of quarterback does play into that. Now, as far as comparing Caleb Williams to Justin Fields, the thing I always go back to when I talk about it is looking at Justin Fields as a collegiate quarterback and looking at Caleb Williams as a collegiate quarterback. To me, Justin Fields was the better collegiate quarterback. So I get it where people are comparing him to who Justin Fields is now in the NFL, and you make a great point. You're comparing a player playing at a completely different skill level and competition to a player that's done it in the NFL. And I get it. That part of that is you're also looking at what the potential of them are, right? But when you look at it, you got it. Like I said, I understand where people come from with this. I completely understand it. I will not act like I don't understand it. But when you look at Caleb Williams and Justin Fields in their collegiate careers, uh, uh, Caleb Williams has a career completion percentage of 66%. Justin Fields, 68.4%. Just Fields threw for 570, I'm sorry, 5,070, uh, 700 yards over the course of his collegiate career. Keep in mind, that first year with, the, with Georgia, he only played 12 games, and, you know, it is what it is there. Um, Caleb Williams, now he has passed for over 10,000 yards, but again, uh, you know, 7,000, over seven, almost 8,000 of that came from being in USC, and we know how deep that team is. But, so, uh, again... Uh, Caleb Williams in his collegiate career, three years, 93 yards passing in 37 games that he played. 34 games for Justin Fields, he threw for 67 touchdowns. So you could see the give and take in that, right? Um, and and you you can understand, I, like I said, I look at Justin Fields as being the better collegiate quarterback. He only lost two games his whole collegiate career. Um, so you got to look at that as well. But at the end of the day, man, I think that you're going to always have naysayers with the Chicago Bears until we start winning with Justin Fields. And so winning cures all. And let's see if the Bears can start winning, especially as soon as next year. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this special mailbag episode, this unexpected one. We'll be live again later on in the day uh, for the pregame show. And uh, C-Dub got the live call and we'll be live for the postgame show. So make sure you guys stay uh, subscribed to the channel. Tune in for that. Follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in everything on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. And FGB. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media. Media.